0: And welcome back to Pixels, a show where we cover the news, the gaming news from the past couple of weeks. Uh, We talk about PC, we talk about consoles, we talk about industry trends, we talk about big news, and uh, we do all of that and uh, have fun at the same time. How amazing! My name is Patrick Beja, and uh, in order to provide the fun, I need to have a co host because I, by myself, as exemplified by this last. That's like this intro. I'm uh, not a lot of fun, but my co-host for the day is uh, Nicole Spag. <laughs> is joining us. Is it the first time you're on Pixels?
1: It is the first time I'm on. How on is Pixels. that possible? I don't know, but I'm really happy about it. And honestly, it's way too early to have to be fun. And I didn't have coffee either, so I don't know how <laughs>
0: this show's gonna go. <laughs> well it's late for try. me so <laughs> yeah. um, actually you know what i know why you haven't been on the show you went and have kid, had kids oh, like yeah, that's the babies yeah that's the reason um but now <laughs> your kids are all grown up they go to school your husband <laughs> yeah, takes care of them
1: they're three. so <laughs> <laughs> they're all grown up well, you know, when they go to school, you don't need to worry about yeah. them anymore. That's the, that's the well, way yeah, I that's, understand that's, it. This is right? true. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's less. You get a little bit more time. Okay, that's that's. I'll, you know,
0: mine started uh, daycare <laughs> a few weeks ago, and our life has been transformed. We're yeah. we're much happier people now. Not that I don't. Get a- hey, okay, listen, kid. If you're <laughs> listening to this, like, super, when you're older, <laughs> um, that's not what I meant. It it I we have nothing but love of course. but it, we work from home and it's it's hard to yeah you know, okay i'm not going to be able to uh get out You're of not, this one you, you,
1: you don't you just you always just i love my child i wish i could spend every minute with them and then you go go play video games <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that We'll see how that turns out. Uh, yeah. But we have a, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, of course, Nicole Spag, for those who don't know, um, we've been podcasting together for a long time. Uh, we did yeah. a bunch of shows together, uh, including the movie Licious, where Terpster was also on the show. Um oh, I miss that show. It was, uh, it was so fun. Uh, but we... we Oh, what's happening there?
1: Sorry, I got a phone call in it. Husband, and is it your husband? Is it your husband saying,
0: no. Nicole? <laughs> I can't handle these these monsters.
1: Just drop them off.
0: <laughs> um. So, right, we we used to do a lot of shows all the time together, and uh, mm-hmm. now we don't so much because we're grown up all of a sudden, and uh, we have stuff to do, but. Now, you have a little bit more, more time, so I hope you're going to be on the show a I little do. bit, you know, every once in a
1: oh, while. Oh, that would be awesome. I miss well, that. let's see how this
0: goes first. Maybe you're going to okay, be like, yeah, oh, yeah. No, wait. What? No ourselves. way, not it again.
1: Could be, <laughs> let's get, not get ahead of ourselves here. Uh,
0: but we are going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. Um, news wise, there is news that Sony is not going to be e 3 D3. We're going to be discussing that. Uh, rumors that Microsoft is, gonna, is working on a uh, physical media less version of the Xbox. Uh, that might release in 2019 somewhere around the spring and then a bunch of games we've been uh, playing well a couple of games we've been playing maybe and uh, a bunch of other news so let's get started with what I guess is the biggest news of the last couple of weeks the fact that Sony is not going to be at E3 after having cancelled their um, PlayStation Experience event which they usually hold in December, I say usually it 's happened yeah. like three or four times um, and the the rationale between behind the cancelling of the um playstation experience was well we don't have a lot to show so we don't want everyone to be disappointed right. i guess they didn't word it like that exactly uh but we don't don't want people to be disappointed so we're just not going to do the show and i suspect that them not being at e3 is kind of the same thought process uh, they're not going to be
1: they're
0: not going to do a press conference Uh, And they're not going to be at the show floor. So, like, literally not at E3 at all. Uh, I'm guessing they're working on the PlayStation 5 and they're not ready to announce anything, so they won't only be able to show the last games they have for this generation, which are, you know, Last of Us 2, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and probably uh, the the Death Stranding. There you go. And we've seen those, like, 15 times already. So... Mm -hmm. Um, So
1: first time in 24 years of E3's 24 year history, they will not be attending. And I I, I can respect it, though, if you don't have anything to show, rather keep them wanting versus being disappointed.
0: I think that completely makes sense. But a lot of people went to the conclusion that this essentially affects E3 and the industry as a whole. And for a lot of people, essentially, the the, the world is burning now. (laughs) Uh, Everything's falling apart because, you know... E3 has been a staple of the gaming industry for a long time, and EA has already decided they weren't going to be at E3, and they have their side thing. It's unclear as of yet whether or not Sony is going to have their side thing this year. It seems unlikely. If they did, they would probably go to E3, but it might be that they don't come back, you know, and that... you know, poses the question of the relevance of E3 and big trade shows uh, for this industry. Because in tech, uh, big trade shows have sort of uh, lessened in importance as big uh, uh, manufacturers have created their own events. And Sony, just like Nintendo, could very well own their messaging and pull out of E3 entirely. So I could see that. Yeah. Well the, like
1: uh, Apple does. Apple has a big And thing.
0: Samsung and you know well yeah. maybe those two. But Sony is one of the big dogs, so they could completely own their own news cycle. Um I I, I would be sad if E three ended up not being this giant geek fest nerd fest Mm -hmm. where everyone is you know super excited at the same time about the same things and watches the the all of the press conferences and and makes fun of everything that's happening you know it's as we were fond of saying it's kind of our super bowl right
1: yeah but doesn't it seem like though the the market is saturated with all these conventions though i mean i mean you E3 got fan the conventions I, I understand that but you can only get so big you can't get i mean they have seem like they've been growing 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 maybe it's a time because my real work is uh we run a woodworking website and we go to the woodworking conventions and there's two really big ones and they actually alternate so one year the conference is in atlanta the other year it's in vegas and they, they can only – they're big industry events, but they can only get so big. And there was – for a while, it seemed like they were just growing, growing, growing. And then, you know, the companies backed off, and then they grow up again, and then they back off, and they grow up. It's, it's a cycle, I think. I think it's a natural – I
0: think cycle. there's some – of that and certainly we have you know i i guess the other big one is pax that you think about and then there's gamescom yeah. in the middle of summer and you have in pax there are like what four paxes now um and then you have uh paris games week which has been growing in the past couple of years uh in the in the fall but i think this is different if they don't go to e3 it would be to do their own thing like so many others yeah. still do and I understand that this is a possibility. I think there's also a possibility that they're just not going this year, but next year when they want to announce, you know, the PlayStation 5 and they have they want to reach the the consumer media, not just the right. hardcore um hardcore gamer media. They I think E3 is still the best way of doing this. I, although mm-hmm. they could just, you know, rent a theater and invite everyone, including, you know, whatever New York times and ABC sure. and, and people would, would report on that as well for, especially well, and for Sony is a,
1: country. I mean, are Sony as a company, they do a lot. They do movies, they do video games. Do you ever see them having like a big Sony that they talk about all of their, their properties or do they kind of keep those siloed?
0: No, it's very siloed. Uh, but the gaming yeah. uh, division is also the biggest one by far of all of mm. the other ones so i don't know um it does
1: seem like though entertainment is crossing the line is being blurred a lot with properties with gaming and and movies and tv yeah but so when you, it is very it's interesting m-
0: if you cross them too much you risk <laughs> a very big backlash like we've seen with yeah. you know m- when microsoft announced the xbox one that they tried to do that and they tried to right. speak to gamers like as if they had them in their pocket and they were trying to reach others so i don't think anyone's going to be making that mistake again yeah. um <laughs> which by the way leads us to uh the opportunities for Microsoft this year because they have like Nintendo does a direct which they always do um and the the others aren't as big so Microsoft has the whole stage now and they could I don't know what they could do to essentially bring people back in droves. They could announce their next console. I don't think it's going to happen. But if they did and say, you know, it's going to be available early in 2019, you know, in in 2020. uh, I don't think they would announce it if it was released at the end of the year 2020. But if it's available early 2020, um, I don't basically, I don't think it's going to be available in 2019. Um, It would be a bit early, especially if, as we have rumors, they are still releasing Xbox um, hardware, Xbox One hardware in 2019. Oh, I
1: didn't buy I didn't even buy an Xbox One.
0: I had one, but it's been in the cupboard for a while. Um,
1: And that's what happened with my 360. I didn't really I played it every once in a while, but I was like, yeah, I'm not going to I'm going to skip the Xbox One this time and focus on the PlayStation.
0: Yeah, it, I think it's. They it had, every... it had
1: more titles that I wanted to play on. Exactly. The
0: PlayStation. I, well, I think you know, as we've often said, the Xbox One is great if you want to play the few exclusives that are on Xbox One. Otherwise, you're better off having a console that has more exclusives, and that's what they've understood. That we said, as we said last episode, they've been buying studios like Left and Right, and they're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of exclusives for the next generation, which well let's talk about this then um the the discless xbox one which is rumored for 2019 would cost less than the current xbox one s which is 300 bucks but you know you can usually get cheaper um Mm -hmm. it would be it it seems they're targeting uh, a price of 200 bucks around 200 bucks which would be great um of course, it wouldn't be appropriate for everyone because some people don't have enough uh, internet speed to use a, a disk class device.
1: The yeah, what's the size? Yeah, what size that they're we given? Don't. Is it like a terabyte or anything? Oh, I'm guessing it, it better, would be a terabyte. It be, yeah, it better be big. Because... Yeah, yeah,
0: obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I could see five hundred, five hundred megs, but it would, it would need a terabyte. Megs? Uh oh, not megs, I mean, gigs, gigs. Sorry, gigs. <laughs>
1: I'm like, why yeah. are we in 1999? <laughs>
0: Um but yeah I mean that 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 could work um for some yeah. people you we were yeah, talking I, before the show and yeah you were telling Yeah
1: I me, download all my games anymore I I actually get annoyed when I have to get up and change out a disc
0: so. Me too I think it comes <laughs> with parenthood maybe
1: maybe I uh, like I, don't I can know.
0: get up from my couch what are what is this like 1973 what what are you talking about
1: But like um, with the Fallout 76 I I just queued it up to download and it was done. And then I watched the little countdown go, okay, you can play now. I'm like, Oh, I don't have to do anything. I just hit, hit That's start. That's what I
0: do. That, like the, the annoying things it's usually, it's now ironically more expensive to buy the game, uh, digitally than it is to, to buy the physical copy, which is moronic because we have, uh, uh more restrictions with the digital mm-hmm. version. And, um, the other thing is, you usually have to wait. Well, you have to wait until release day when sometimes the physical copy you can get in some stores before. So, right. But still, I also buy all my all the things uh, physically. Uh, I mean, digitally. Uh, so I could completely see that device being appealing to some people. Um, and so this is where it gets interesting. I think if it sort of has the tech included that could transform the device into an xbox scarlet you know with the streaming technology or just you know the mm-hmm. downloading the games um if it like could a transform media, into media center right well i mean the the you've heard about this the the scarlet uh service that they're they're rumored to be preparing for the next generation <laughs> right
1: i uh, think probably but i don't remember <laughs> i've have I have kids. a terrible memory yeah. now that I've had
0: kids. So the, the the rumor is, for those who don't remember, is that it would be a dual system where you can either purchase the game, um, like physically or digitally digitally and install it, mm-hmm. or you could stream the games in that you know fashion, super fashionable oh, way that yeah, yeah. you know, and and the consoles could do both. So like you would the online.
1: On live Online. exactly
0: yeah, yeah. O- of old okay. uh, and the PlayStation now now, and yeah, and supposedly yeah. they would have tech that would make latency a lot more bearable than it is now with the current uh, uh, services and everyone's doing this, you know there's a google service, there's a bunch of different uh, uh and even Microsoft has announced the X cloud for that version of the Xbox one service, so everyone's going to it um and the next generation could very well be that. And mm-hmm. if you buy that device and it's compatible with it, with the, the next version uh, with the streaming, not obviously with the purchasing of the games because the tech wouldn't be capable of rendering those games because it would still be Xbox One tech. Um, but if you could use it for, for the streaming version, it could be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. The 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 supreme irony in all of this, we touched on DRM Um is the fact that Microsoft with the Xbox 1 with, with their failed announcements uh, was trying to tell us these digital rights should be yours and they did a terrible job at it but and I've talked about yeah. it many many times throughout the years but they were trying to tell us you could you should be able to sell the games that you've purchased digitally you should be able to lend them you should be able to uh share them to to you know mm-hmm. and to all of this And because of gamer outrage, which I understand it was very badly presented. It was a terrible presentation. Tanked the generation for them. But now we're in a future where it's impossible Mm -hmm. to do all of this.
1: Uh, And anyway. Because that's honestly the only reason I buy physical is if I know it's a game. So like I picked up Far Cry 5 because I I wanted to play it that night and I didn't want to wait for the download. So I ran to Best Buy, got it. And I ended up letting uh brian ibbett borrow it from me so right. i was like oh that was nice and, and play far, far cry five yeah exactly <laughs> <you go>. exactly
0: <laughs> and and we can't do that with anyway that's a completely different story yeah. but that's the only reason to buy discs nowadays but right. that that is going away it seems in the future
1: it does seem like it
0: i would hope that microsoft would have the courage to do that again kind of, mm-hmm. like to to bring this back as an option for people. Oh, and by the way, they have apparently, again, this is rumors, but uh, for people who would like to buy this uh, version of the, the Xbox One without digital media available, they, it wouldn't have a drive, essentially, um, a disk drive, you could uh, uh, get your physical di- disk to a partner store and get it exchanged for a code that would give, give you the game, uh, the digital version of that game, for your console so you oh, could still cool. somehow get yeah i think it's a nice transition thing but
1: and also does it does it have a like a usb port you could always have sure. like an external drive maybe
0: well i I, I guess it it would be possible have, i mean, suppose how hmm.
1: laptops worked it, yeah. Oh my God! You got rid of the disc drive. What? What am I going to do? Oh, I really didn't use it, anyways. It's okay. Exactly.
0: No, but you're right. Maybe, maybe that would be possible. I mean, they they are essentially PCs of all of those consoles. So, I mean, the Xbox and the PlayStation. So, um, right would be interesting. Um. Hmm. All right. So that is the rumor. Um. So it could be a a, a nice way of uh, uh targeting different markets. For Microsoft, I still won't buy it. I mean, well, <laughs> I don't know, I might if it has. I don't know. Um,
1: you won't it's all well, right. Well, I mean, I
0: have an Xbox One in my cupboard. The, the issue is, it's the original one, which is gigantic and has this power supply unit, which takes basically as much s- space as my TV. Um,
1: is is it, is it like the the uh, 360's power I mean, it was like a. Brand. I
0: think it's a bit bigger. It's it's oh gosh. Uh, it's oh, at least as big. It's but you know the new one, the Xbox One and the One X, are tiny. Like it's it's huh. wonderful engineering on on the Microsoft team's part, and and this one would probably be a little bit smaller. I'm guessing. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I might be interested in the Game Pass, um, or you know a while for some of the games they have the, the other issue is there are so many games that i don't have time for like there are already a ton of games well some games i would like to play on a, on the xbox but i just don't have time there are too many other games um i don't know anyway that this class Xbox One might be coming. Uh, but let's talk about the many games that are uh, coming and that are available now. A um, mm-hmm. bunch of releases since we last uh, did an episode. Tetris Effect, Hitman, Hit, Hitman 2, Battlefield 5, Fallout 76, Pokemon Let's Go. Um, Pokemon Let's Go, Super Popular, of course. I'm not a Pokemon person, so I didn't get into it. Uh, I played t- Tetris Effect. I was surprised. I wasn't big into it. I love Mizuguchi. Well, actually, that's not true. I loved uh, Lumines and I love Tetris, but I didn't. I, maybe I should try it a bit more. Maybe I should try it in VR. Um, mm. Hitman I Two. I,
1: I have VR. I just haven't really played it because Skyrim looked horrible on it. I'm mm. like, I'm not playing this game. It looks terrible uh i i am looking forward to the borderlands release i will play it on yeah
0: you're a big borderlands fan that's coming at the end I of know. uh december right i think.
1: Maybe i don't maybe
0: so actually hey talking about vr i i should try tetris effect but it's a bit expensive for what it is uh mm-hmm. but i should try it in vr because i think this game is very well suited to that kind of experience of enveloping experience um so i really should try it and i finally plugged back in my psvr the problem is it doesn't have hdr pass-through so i can't play my games in hdr uh, on my brand new tv which is super mm. nice and has hdr so i unplugged it now i plugged it back in um, to give astrobot rescue mission a try and it is really fun. I just played the demo. It's like half an hour worth of game time. But it's surprisingly... Everyone's been saying it's a really good game. Um, mm-hmm. It is... It's a really good game. <laughs> or at least it feels like it. Like, it's It's so charming and, and cleverly designed. And by all accounts, it gets better with uh, additional levels. Um, I think I'm going to buy it. Uh, it's It's a very well designed version of an old school platformer in imagined in VR and it's very appropriate it's very clever the way it uses the mechanics and it's it's very surprising i really enjoyed it and i i might buy it there's you know um beat saber which i might buy as well everyone's been raving about uh and tetris effect which could be interesting in VR um psvr is really in a good place i think right now so with the the bundles coming for two hundred bucks um it happened at Black Friday. I'm sure there will be more for mm-hmm. the holidays. It might be a nice try a, a nice uh uh way to try v r and Astrobot looks fine it's not you know gonna blow your mind visually, but it doesn't it didn't you know bother me visually either so it's p s v r is in a pretty good place right now, and and mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it to someone who's not curious about VR. I wouldn't say you know, go get it now. It's awesome, but if you're curious, yeah. it's a it it's starting to be at 200 bucks. I think it's a pretty good uh uh yeah. purchase.
1: It's an it's honestly a novelty. I don't even know like how well the the Borderlands game is gonna turn. Cause yeah, you connect I don't to have wires. Hopes. Yeah, yeah I, I wires agree. It, all it is around you, and I you know. It is, but it I is. think
0: you know. I think it's uh uh it's uh, possible to recommend nowadays to get that experience and to see where it might be going in the future. Whereas sure. you know a year ago I wouldn't have said so. You know I would have said eh, maybe because we'll
1: if we go. don't if we don't buy this tech now it will never get better.
0: <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> I don't know. We're, I think
0: we're... I wouldn't be surprised if if Sony uh did a PSVR two for the next generation just because. They want to be, you know, with a better version of the hardware and everything. It's already the most comfortable, the best compromise. Um, anyway, we'll see. But Astrobot, mm-hmm. surprising. I'm going to look into it a little bit further. Uh, but the, cool. the ones we wanted to talk about are the, one, the ones that were just released. Uh, Hitman 2 seems great. It's just more Hitman 1 and Hitman 1 is... Is it
1: weird that I thought Hitman 2 was our re-release?
0: A re-release of <laughs> Hitman 1?
1: <laughs> no, I- No, that it's already been out for a while like i'm like oh because people
0: talk about it so much i think (laughs) um but but the thing is the, the first one is so cheap that it's probably a good idea to get the first one unless you're really into it already um gotcha same way with
1: Battlefield. Like, there's been so many different battlefields. I'm like, which I can't keep up.
0: <laughs> Wait. So, are you saying this, and now we're going to be talking about Fallout 76? <laughs> and I you're like, oh, that's I different.
1: This is the game that I care about, right? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly.
0: That's the difference. <laughs> so let let's get to that. Um, Fallout 76. I think. Yeah. One of the most. The least. First well- off, have received. you played it?
1: No, no, right. no, no. I
0: haven't. But you have no, played it. Let let me set the stage. Um, yeah, everyone hates it. I think except uh, me, except you, except you. No, that's not exactly true. the The, the feedback I've been getting from Fallout seventy six is it is completely broken. It's
1: it's not super completely flaw- flawed.
0: That's the feedback I've been getting. You te- you can tell that, us the 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 opposite. The
1: now. So I and, I should and, say I'm, no. But I am let me just finish.
0: Let let me just finish uh, setting the stage. As I said, <laughs> people think it's broken. It is unacceptable that Bethesda put put out a game that badly conceived, and yet at the same time, everyone who's been talking about it and you know talking about it seriously has been saying and yet i played it like 20 30 hours and i want to play it more so it's a very i don't know dysfunctional relationship people have to this game um i mm-hmm. think everyone thinks it's bad but no. it's also everyone good.
1: doesn't uh, yeah, except for I you
0: do. you love it because you love everything I, full out
1: no i don't love well yeah i do um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so but tell us i so, think i i would love to I know exactly what it is first of all
1: because i I feel like people are going, they think they're going to have Fallout 5 in this game, and they're not. Mm-hmm. And then there, you have other people going, oh, it's just a money grab. I have yet, other than paying for the game, I have yet to do any of the microtransactions. You earn these coins as you're progressing through the story. The main thing when you go in, because this is a leveling. I'm level 19, I think. Um, So it's totally different, but yet totally the same. With the other Fallout games, uh, there are little nuances, so it's but all. Wait, it,
0: it's a multiplayer game. It's not a single player experience,
1: right? But I'm doing it single player. Mm. I'm not. I'm not grouping with anyone. I'm. A, I'm a loner. In fact, I even have a perk card for. I get bonus <laughs> for just going out on my own.
0: But so, what do you do? Like, um, is there is there an actual story to follow? Is there yes, are there quests? Are there whole, characters? That's the, that's I the heard thing. there's no NPCs.
1: There there are NPCs. They're just dead. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And so let me just set the stage here. Um, I I play I have it on PS4. I played like the minute it unlocked, I logged in. I was very nervous. I didn't really know what I was getting into. I knew there was PBP, but I didn't really know when that was gonna happen. Um, so I basically just followed. The, the quest and the quest is the overseer has left the vault before you did and you need to go find the overseer's clues as as she's kind of surveying the land to find what's been going on um and so
0: for for people who so don't know everything is yeah. The, the the game is set like it's the first uh, Fallout of course post-nuclear uh, uh, series uh, the world has exploded with nuclear bombs and usually you get out at different times after the apocalypse and explore yeah. the world that ha- that is a post-apocalyptic world this one you're the gray. first vault that opens yeah. and you're supposed to be the people who repopulate the earth and prepare the earth for the other vaults that are going to open later so it's relatively right. recently after the apocalypse n- nuclear apocalypse and uh so everything is destroyed and broken and it uses the fallout 4 engine mostly uh and it's heavily multiplayer or at least that's how it's being sold it
1: is yeah so as you log in you go into a world and they have a lot of different worlds so the nice thing is that you can like if somebody's griefing you like if you i mean once you get past level five you can go into pvp but if you do not engage you take a lot less damage if somebody's trying to kill you which is nice so i just you can even log out and log back in and you'll go to a totally different server so there's ways around because i know some people were like oh there's somebody's grief Well, you can do stuff about that um i have yet the only annoying thing is uh, right now, I, I guess the audio is on, on if you have a mic. And so I was, I was in this one zone and I just hear this guy ugh, breathing and like coughing and coughing and breathing. I'm like, dude, just turn <laughs> off your mic. Like, what is the It's deal? like proximi-
0: proximity.
1: Yeah, it's a proximity. Uh, so we were in the same zone together killing uh, a new type of ghoul called the scorched. Mm-hmm. Um, who actually shoot at you, um, which I was like, Whoa, wait, I'm not used to that kind of ghoul <laughs> uh and And, like I said, the story, all the NPCs are dead, but you get the story and you get the quest through the audio files, those hollow tapes, and so you're collecting these hollow tapes, and you're kind of piecing together. For me, I kind of I like it and I don't like it because I always have hope. That I'm going to find because like I have one mission where I have to go find somebody. I'm like, maybe they'll be alive, <laughs> but I know they're not gonna be alive. So you feel completely alone in this world because it's it's just you know there are other people like you out there, but as far as the people that survived, you're kind of piecing together the stories. And I love games like that where I kind of unwrap the story through different means, whether it's computer terminals, hacking the terminals, uh, gathering very Bioshock, right? Um, Mm. But you don't feel you're you're playing
0: like the 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 solo half of a of a game that isn't a solo game, you don't feel that you're getting a lesser experience than because it feels like well, you're playing it like a Full Three or Four or New Vegas or whatever.
1: I kind of am. I kind of am because I kind of don't want. I don't like people. Okay,
0: but <laughs> isn't the game less than those? So why did they?
1: Why did they give me a loner perk? Because they know people are going to play this game on right, their right, own. Right. Right. No. But and I'm not.
0: Can, I'm not. And I'm not asking if it's. With, yeah. I'm not asking if if you're. You know, if it's impossible, I'm asking if right. the game is less good than those other 100% solo player dedicated games. Because this one has a, even though you're not using it, it has an emphasis on multiplayer. And, yeah, and yeah. like you're not using half the game. The Are you feeling like you're playing half a game?
1: No, I don't. Okay. Um, they also have these things called events. Think Rift. Remember how Rift would have those big group events?
0: Right. Or for people who didn't go to sleep in 1999, uh, <laughs> Destiny, I guess, has public <laughs> events as well.
1: Yeah, Destiny. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm thinking MMOs, okay? But, but I remember when Rift did that, and we were like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And that's, and they have these like events throughout the whole world, and you can group together. You don't have to actually physically group in the game, you just yeah, you just show up zone, and you work together to and you just yeah. So and and just, so do, do you partake in those? Of, I do, yeah, because those are fun. Um, and I really, you know, like there's one where you have to protect the food. There's like a food factory where you're repairing it, and you got to protect it from because it's loud, so all the ghouls come. So there was like me and two other guys just trying to protect the the facility um, as the time ran down. And then once you do that, you get a ton of loot. Um, one of the cool things is- You would cool love Destiny. Is,
0: this is exactly- I've played
1: Destiny. Goes. I know exactly what Destiny is. Um, so is it comparable? Love,
0: like this, this kind of alone doing your thing, but sometimes you hang yeah. out with other people and then you In part sense, ways and you're like, yeah, bye. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. And there's even like little emotes where you can wave to them. Right. So, so there's all, all kinds of emotes that you can do. Um, some of the cool things I love, like they've expanded on the music. So one of the elements that I absolutely love in Fallout is the radios, the radio station, right. And so they've brought a lot of the old songs from Fallout Four. So like um uh, the Butcher One, and there's a few others. And it's nice because I'm like, oh, I like this song, and I miss it from Fallout Four. And I really feel like Fallout Four, especially the DLC prepped me for 76. Um, the DLC had a, um, a building, uh, that you, and I was building like crazy. I finally got the hang of it and I'm building and building. Well, this is the same thing. So you have a camp that you can lay down and then build up your, your house and you can put all your stuff in there and you have what is called a stash. And in that stash, um it's safe. So as long as you put it in your stash nobody can get to the stash. If you get killed in the world, you lose I think your junk and it all drops into a tiny little baggie and you can go back and get it if you can get back to where you died.
0: <laughs> can other people um, take it from you?
1: I i don't know that um okay. if they can find it it's like impossible to find i mean it's like i'm brown sure there's people. pvp you can get something yeah. from yeah or, but yeah, it's maybe. it's also my junk so it's like whatever yeah. i can find more junk in fact i have so much junk now that i just I, I i my stash is full like you can only have 400 items which is kind of annoying i want more so yeah I'm i've heard they're to, gonna like, patch break. that oh good
0: thank <laughs> you because
1: i'm like I'm, like, trying to manage... I'm, I'm doing a lot of managing of weight and uh, item numbers right now. So, and it's getting a little annoying.
0: I guess the fun you're having is just exploring the world and being in a fallout world. I, I'm yes. not getting the feeling that people who don't have a particular love for fallout would get anything other than being in that world. Like, they're... <sighs> i don't know well, it's like, hard for to describe instance, but...
1: my uh i'm on a show called lazy elite and one of the my co-hosts stephanie she does not like Fallout 76 at all like she but does she like she's the like, other fallouts she did she did okay um she liked fallout 4 um she's like oh those stupid uh, bloat flies they kill me and oh, i got attacked by a bunch of ghouls i'm like what are you doing you're exploring too early if you get out of that vault and just start exploring you're gonna die you gotta follow the quest line just follow the quest line Mm. and do the training they actually have in almost every town a little training so the first town you come up you go into like this little bar area and there's like some terminals and you go up to them and you start reading them and then you can go through their training to become a rescuer or whatever i don't want what they were called but then further down the road there's another training facility become a firefighter so they've set up all these automated training and once you complete the training you get all this good loot um and then you get leveled up and all that stuff and um one of the cool things that you can do now is dilute your stim packs and your rat away so a lot of the things that help you um you can actually break them down and make them last because things are scarce in this world like i'm yeah there's a survival
0: oh yes right
1: like oh my bobby pins i used to have hundreds of bobby pins in fallout 4 i have like 10 (laughs) and they're and i lose them really quickly because it's so much harder to to pick a lock in this um everything's just harder and so you just you got to be slow and steady with this game okay Uh, i'm i'm having a blast with it and if you wanted to play i would i would bring you in and i would help you (laughs) (laughs) well
0: i i'm not a fan of fallout to begin with so i'm guessing this game isn't for me
1: yeah if you don't like that world then it's not that kind
0: i do want to ask about the bugs though because everything i could read and see on on social media and in other podcasts mm-hmm. and on reviews was this game is riddled with bugs some of them game breaking and it seems like you're saying you have yeah. never seen a single bug
1: no, no i didn't say that okay. i will say that bethesda is known for their bugs in fact i was playing fallout 3 and i tried to play the dlc on the playstation and i couldn't it was like game killing like i just i didn't even play the dlc because it just killed the game so are you saying Um, it's not
0: worse than usual or
1: it's not worse than usual for me (laughs) but i but that that in mind um a few days ago they they had a huge it was 40 47 gigs it was basically replacing the entire game uh patch it was huge Hmm. and that i think probably fixed a lot of the instabilities uh, okay. There, I did have one scenario where I was exploring uh, the headquarters of this company and I went up and, and for whatever reason it was the, they have these things called I told you about the scorched well eventually the scorched become radioactive and they're like radioactive statues and you can search them every time I would search that that statue the game would go <laughs> and then it would crash <laughs> I was like oh that's not good I will not go there that I will not need
0: to do. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a little bit of maybe part of the reaction to this. It might be worse than you haven't you know than usual, and you haven't encountered those uh, mm-hmm. bugs. But I think the reaction as well was people realizing you know we've been laughing off the uh, Bethesda releases bugged games issue for years, and now mm-hmm. it's kind of all right. It's not funny anymore. You know, it, right. it, we we love you, or we loved you, but now you're kind of pushing it too far so i think there's an element i don't of know that as well. I, just, I, I
1: it's nothing that stops me from playing the game like if it if it were to stop me from playing the game or going forward then yeah of course i'm going to be upset but i'm like okay so i just don't go to that I yeah, don't do that. I mean, it is you
0: understand how this is not an acceptable solution yes. to the issue of for a game that you've paid full it. price.
1: And also sure. I think
0: I mean, it's not that I don't trust you, it's just that I've heard so many people describing in detail the bugs that they've had that I think mm-hmm. you you might have been lucky in your not encountering so, so many bugs. I'm so sorry.
1: When did it happen? Number one, did, was it before? It was the probably big, before
0: big, that huge patch, I, I'm yeah. guessing,
1: yeah. So, yeah. All it, right. It's it's a huge world. It's a huge, complicated world because every time you log in, it's going so like I could loot um a, a chest in the same area, then log out and log back in, and and I could go into a different server and I could loot it again. So that's not great. just well, why not? I, well, I need, that
0: that opens I, the game to so much, <laughs> you know, not griefing, but. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, listen. I'm I'm really
0: happy you're you're yeah. getting what you want out of it. Uh, yeah. Clearly, you're there loving are it. a lot of hate.
1: It, it cracks me up how much hate is on a yeah. video game. I think it might so. be a
0: breaking point as well. Uh, and there's the suspicion that this is a quick cash grab, which I get the feeling the team actually wanted to try out what a multiplayer Fallout would look like. And they realized, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, uh, the company realized, well, we don't have a big game this year. Maybe you could release this. Uh, it could as easily have been a, you know, smaller 40 bucks game. Um, yeah. Which would have well, made a it is $40, lot
1: of... like you, in your notes. It's $40 right now. Well, but no, that's no, that's,
0: yeah, that was the, bra- that's they'll... a whole other thing. A week yeah. after it was released, not even, like five days it was on sale on PSN for Black Friday, and I'm guessing on, on the other platforms as well, mm-hmm. for 40 bucks. which, yeah. like, I understand games, you know, are, are on sale, like, a month after, or two months after they've released, but five days, that, <laughs> I mean, if you bought it for full price five days before, it, it's not fun to see it on, on sale. Um, I wanted to play it
1: the day it released. I was even interested in the beta You had to pre-order it for the beta. So a lot of people wanted it for the beta. Okay, but come on, Nicole. You
0: understand how that is, you know, that sale five days afterwards is, you know, leaves a a, a bad taste in your mouth, right? The problem
1: is when it released, it released around the holidays. So you're going to, you're just going to have sales around holidays. Still, still. I get it. I get it. Okay. All right. I, I, I paid what I paid. There's no sense crying over (laughs)
0: paid money (laughs) i know i get that you're you're having fun and you like the game and you're fine with that but i also understand that some people who you know have bought it like three days before they're like oh it it was released two days ago wait what yeah 40 bucks i paid 60 or 70 two days earlier
1: that's that's how sales work
0: yeah but it is different when the game was released five days earlier come on you don't tell me you don't see that
1: I see that it released on November 14th. The following <laughs> week was Thanksgiving and Black Friday.
0: Fine. Okay. I, well, I guess
1: I know shopping. I know what I, I, I understand how these, I mean, does Bethesda have say over the sales as well? Cause of course. sometimes when you no, do they,
0: well, I mean, maybe it was uh Zenimax, but Cause
1: a, a lot of times these companies, they're like, okay, these are, this is going to be the, the schedule. Of what we're going to do for the sale, yeah. I don't know.
0: I think you're being a little bit kind <laughs> with Bethesda. I'm not. I'm just you know, being,
1: I, I'm. 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 You're defensive you a of Fallout. Co- yeah, I'm giving yeah. you a, a an opposite view.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Which I'm not. Usually, I'm the one who.
1: Oh my god! We should the... be upset that it dropped. No. No.
0: Listen. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I. I'm saying yeah. I it know, feels bad that five days after you paid it full price on release day. Yeah it's 40 bucks. I think sure. it's, gen- it's, it's reasonable to be upset about this. I'm not saying you should yeah. burn down your house in protest. I'm saying it's reasonable <laughs> to be upset. And I'm usually yeah. the, the person who says being ang- you know, people are too angry about stuff. I'm the one trying to, to find, you know, balance in the
1: force. Are you, are you playing Red Dead too?
0: I played it when it was released. Uh, now I found better, better things to do with my time. Um,
1: yep i think you
0: know i think red dead is a very interesting game that we'll be talking about for a long time to come uh i just don't think it's a great game but i think it's a great for lack of a better word it's a very interesting piece of art and it's trying to do Mm -hmm. things that are different and interesting in the same way that some indie games do except this one as i said when i first talked about it has a you know quadruple a budget so that mm-hmm. alone is interesting, and there are many things to discuss. I'm sure we'll talk about them yeah. um, more, <laughs> and in the next few years. But, but I, I, I,
1: I, I started. I couldn't. I couldn't play it. I went back to Tomb Raider.
0: <laughs> yeah, you and many other people. Yeah. Uh, so on uh, on uh, Black Friday, I bought a couple of games: Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, oh, before that, let's talk about another. Well, an actual indie game: uh, Return of the Obra, Obra Din. Which is super weird, and a lot of people love. And I thought was, you know, I would try just because it's interesting visually, and I wanted to know what it's about. Uh, It's a game by Lucas Pope, who uh, released Papers Please, who developed and released Papers Papers Please. Um, Super interesting thing. If you haven't seen the visuals of that game, go check it out. But it's essentially a weird. Puzzle that is also a walking simulator. And a lot of people have been talking about the puzzle aspect, but I didn't realize you could uh, play it as a walking simulator. And the mechanics of it are so interesting. Um, you essentially get on this. I'm not spoiling anything. It's the, literally the first five minutes of the uh, game. You get on this boat. It's in a Victorian era. You get on this boat, and this is the entire game takes place on that boat with these. Uh, DOS slash macOS first version Apple II uh, visuals with only two colors, but it's a 3D, it's a filter applied on the 3D game. So you get on that boat and you have to find out what happened to all of the people fr- on the boat who died and all of them died. And you have a special, uh clock. Uh, uh, how do you call it? Like a uh, uh, clock, I guess um watch a pocket watch that's how you call it um that allows you when you find someone who died um you see the corpse and you click the watch and you see in in kind of a diorama of the scene when of when they died the moment of their death and you can explore the diorama walk around and it it you piece together clues to what's happened to them and what's happened to the entire uh, uh, boat through that. And it's super interesting because the way the story is told is through those dioramas and the few lines of dialogue that you hear that lead up to the death... And you go sometimes back through time and then forward through time to explore the events that led to all of this unraveling. Um, and so the gamey part of it is this puzzle of having to figure out who each person is and what happened to them, how they died. Um, and the the story aspect of it is very strong as well. So so with all that said, I don't think the game is for me. So I'm mm. not necessarily um going to be playing it to to the end. Um but I I do admire the um the the artness the artfulness of it and the game design aspects as well. Um
1: it's it sounds like a game I'm I was just playing before I start Fallout 76. We Happy Few. Have you played that yet?
0: No I haven't. I i mean yeah it's We Happy Few seems like it's interesting, but it's not a very good game. Um this one I'm is getting much worse. Yeah. Well apparently you, yeah. you like the games that everyone else hates. <laughs> I guess so
1: <laughs> I love it because it's the same thing where you're playing. It's a first person. Uh, and there's a lot of elements of, of Fallout 76 in it. Like, you have to collect honey and you do the same in Fallout 76. Um, and you have weapons and you're what you're doing, you're playing as three different pl- people. So the first story, you're in a world that something really really bad has happened. But everyone takes this pill called joy to forget it. And you go off your joy and you're trying to figure out and remember what happened and you're slowly getting your memories back and it's pretty awful um and that's your that's the first guy and you and you play as two more characters and you're kind of finding out what happened to this small little island town, and and you pick up these masks that give you glimpses to those memories um Hmm. so it it sounds very similar. similar yeah it's it's really cool um i the gameplay like you said sometimes the gameplay is whatever but um it's just weird and creepy and Bioshocky and <laughs> yeah well I guess <laughs> I there, are, there are
0: some similarities um the main difference I guess is that the gameplay from Oberdin is really a pu- puzzle aspect I mm, you can't okay. really even yeah. call it gameplay it's like the game mechanics it's puzzly uh more than uh, than twitchy um and it it works. It's pretty interesting. Um, so if you if this is your kind of game, you probably already have it because it's been making a lot of noise. Um, but it's worth checking into for um, general gaming culture's sake. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If,
1: I'll, I'll check it out. Looks yeah. sounds sounds very weird
0: looking, by the way.
1: I love those weird games. I just okay. love
0: it. If you haven't seen what it looks like, uh, like Google it now. Um, return of the Obra Din And you'll see what it looks like It's very unexpected It's not what you would think of For a game like this Or maybe it would be And um, yeah so we happy few At least you, one person likes it And that's it. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> No we but I've heard nothing the... but But very critical uh, Opinions You're
1: running very it. critical circles I guess I guess so <laughs>
0: Hey, what I'm not critical about is one of the games I bought for Black Friday... I've loved it so much I haven't even tried the other one so I bought as I said Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed and I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey non-stop Uh, I was very apprehensive of the game because of those critical circles I've run into apparently Um, and a lot of people saying you know, pointing out the issues of the game uh, I think a little bit too forcefully and probably to try and appear balanced because there are certainly some Mm -hmm. issues um, not the least of which being the question of that um, uh, increased uh, experience rate that you can get through a microtransaction. You can pay 10 bucks to get uh, 50% more XP throughout the game, which essentially allows you to mainline the story and not worry about any of the side quests, which are pretty fun and interesting. uh, But if you don't do them, then obviously you can't mainline the story. Uh, You can't go through with the story. And, And I think... If that uh, microtransaction bit hadn't been there, no one would have worried. It would have just been, well, of course, you have to do some side stuff to keep going with the main story. Um, but since it's there, of course, everyone wonders. And that's a you know a, a legitimate question. We wonder if they haven't put so many side things to do and lowered the level of XP you're getting to force you to, you know, to encourage people to get that, uh, XP boost. So I so, don't think. The... Go ahead.
1: Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Mark is playing this game Odyssey. Um, and he did, he did the boost. He actually was, really? he was, he was worried about it, but he only has like two hours a night to play. Right. And he was really enjoying it. And he's like, why am I beating myself up? I'm just, I want to play this game. So he didn't, he did it. And he, he's, He's like, I just did it. It was like this big achievement. (laughs) He's like, I got rid of the guilt. And I, yeah, I I think, I think this is
0: a legitimate concern. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. I'll,
1: I'll just, I was just saying that he was glad it was there because it gave him the enjoyment of the game. It it really utilized the time that he did have because he wanted to play the game, but he was just, he couldn't, he didn't have all that time. And that's,
0: um. that's where the question uh, uh, comes from, right? Because if you want to design this game, uh, let's say you don't even have that question of whether or not there will be an XP boost. Do you design it by giving enough XP when you're doing the main story to keep going, therefore mm-hmm. kind of nullifying the side things? Or yeah. do you keep the side things in uh, and and then that means that people who don't have a lot of time, because it's a long game, like it's a very yeah. rich game, that means yeah. that people who don't have a lot of time are probably never going to see the main story because, you know, there's too much to do. And that question, I think, isn't a simple, oh, they did it for the money or, oh, they, they, they couldn't have done it otherwise or, you know. But the fact that the microtransaction thing exists does live a little bit of a... Uh, you know the question yeah yeah but regardless so regardless they're of trying this to
1: get bo- they're, they're trying to work both sides they're trying to work the side that you know the person that has all the time in the world there you know for 40 plus hours and play that game um and then the person that has only a handful kids family gamers are getting older and of course they have less time
0: but they could have so, designed the game to from the I don't know they could have en- en- enabled an option for this or I, I don't know I, I yeah, mean yeah,
1: maybe
0: anyway I I don't want to spend it it is what it is it's been <laughs> sure. discussed to death um I I want to focus a little bit more on the fact that uh, well actually the game is really awesome and it's it's the question of is there some um, unnecessary filling in that game I guess does exist but. There are so many things to do in this game. So first of all, the gameplay, I don't know why it didn't grab me in Origins. Maybe it's different enough that it grabbed me here and not in Origins. Um, But I I got into it immediately in this one. Um, The setting might have something to do with it. Ancient Greece might speak to me me more than Egypt. Um, But beyond that, you start the game. It's fun from the beginning. You have a ton of things to do. And then it adds System upon system upon system, like there are fifteen different things you can do at any given time, and all of them well, maybe not all of them are fun, but a good majority of them are really fun to do um as mark found found out you you have to be willing to do side things on different islands, but those things are fun too, so i don't have I don't really have a problem with it. It does take a lot of time, but you know it's sure. it does add systems that are it's it's very reminiscent of shadow of mordor and especially shadow of war which i think it got a lot of inspiration from um in the uh, mercenary system there's a mercenary rank system that you climb through there's i don't want to say too much because maybe some people are going to find out and it's going to be fun but um there's that is pretty well known there's balance of powers on the different islands that you can weaken by attacking and burning their supplies and stuff and then you um you you create a battle opportunity where you can defend or attack um whoever because you're a mercenary so you can sell your services to um either of them and it's just i was very surprised that this game that i'm enjoying this game so much and quite honestly at how good this game is. Like I had. It was really interesting. We were talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. And I had Red Dead on my hard drive. And I installed Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And for the first couple of days. It was like. So am I going to play one or the other? And invariably. <laughs> I went to Assassin's Creed. Because I'm having fun yeah. playing Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah. So That
1: first chapter of Red Dead. Is just a slog. And it's. I feel like. It mm. almost being like, "Oh, you say you're a fan of Red Dead? Well, try this. <laughs> See if you can get yeah. through this." I know, because um, I honestly, I got frustrated with it, and I went back to Shadow Tomb Raider and finished that off because it was so, it was fun and it was, I was, it was fast paced, and I'm going all over and solving puzzles, and it's, it, I think it's similar to the Assassin's Creed Odyssey game. Yeah, I'm so, looking forward to
0: giving it a try as well. I'm wondering if I'm gonna enjoy it as much as Assassin's Creed, because I'm like as I joked on Twitter, Assassin's Creed is the only thing I wanna play right now. Um mm-hmm. so I'm kind of waiting to to give Tomb Raider a try at some point. <laughs> um it, so would you say it's also super fun like a, a because it's also gotten yeah, reviews where people are like yeah it's great but it's also the same as rise and and you know it's it's the exactly in the but yeah okay
1: the way i kind of approached it was it's the it's the third chapter in a story so i'm like okay so this is the last one it does feel like the other ones but you know we as gamers always ask for that like oh can yeah. you just give me what i like so that's what they did they gave you what you liked and when they Um, do something
0: different like fallout 76 everyone is pissed (laughs) because it's not fallout 4 or 5 people have been
1: asking for multiplayer fallout for years they're like okay multiplayer so yeah i i it took me a little while to warm up to, to shadow of the tomb raider but eventually i got into it and i really i really enjoyed it there are some weird claustrophobic moments in that game though i'd give you a a little heads up okay (laughs) yeah good to know kind of in yeah (laughs) but yeah i liked it
0: all right well i'll give it a try at some point as well you should um, so I guess that's it for the games we've been playing. Uh, there are a few additional tidbits of news we're gonna go through uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 online is starting I guess tomorrow uh, depending on what yeah, edition and when beta. you've started playing and uh, but the beta yeah is starting uh, tomorrow it's gonna ramp up over the next few days. So if you have Red Dead 2 you will be eligible between tomorrow and like next week to start playing it. Um, there was a Uh, a leak of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate um, like two weeks before release or a week and a half. Um, The full game is available for people who, I guess, uh, jailbreaked their their Switches and uh, there's like footage everywhere. It's pretty incredible that this happened. Apparently it happened thanks to uh, probably people who got it from review code. People have had, journalists have had and there's even a store... In Mexico, that got its got its hands on it, and who basically dumped the rom. Someone bought it from there and dumped the rom, and and so everyone can play it. If you have broken jailbroken your Switch, which I wouldn't recommend to do because it's uh, uh, dangerous for your Switch. <laughs> um, and and some people have been saying like the some of the versions don't run or break the console or stuff like that but anyway there's tons of footage if if you're excited for this game you can go check it out on youtube i'm guessing um and the game is like pre-ordering better than any uh switch game or or uh, uh smash game ever which is not that surprising i suppose it's been a while if we don't count the wii u version which no one counts because no one had a wii u except me i guess um the Game Awards were going to be, you know what? We don't care about uh, the, the uh, award nominees, although you can go vote for them <laughs> if you want. Um, God of War was good. <laughs> the what?
1: I said God of War was a great game. It was. And it was. Win- um,
0: wins. Game of the Year, I was pretty happy with the nominees, but uh, we'll see. That That is on the 6th or 7th, so we'll have uh, fun with that as well. Uh, have you seen the Detective Pikachu trailer? It's just you know, since yeah, you're talking about Pokemon. I did. So again, I did. everyone seems to hate it. Uh, what do you really?
1: Think? Uh, whatever. I I don't, I don't really have I don't have a strong uh, feeling about Pokemon. I thought it was funny. I thought it was weird that Ryan Reynolds was the voice <laughs> of Pikachu, um, but it could work, maybe. I don't know. So, so I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna maybe blow the mind of a few people there I thought it was great I'm gonna yeah. go see that movie which if you had told me you know three weeks ago are you gonna go watch Detective Pikachu um, I would have said are you kidding me uh, <laughs> like no no way and this looks like it could be like you can't make a serious Pikachu live action movie it has to be a certain right. level of you know uh, 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 self-awareness right yeah So uh, unless, you know, you do it for kids and that's a completely different movie. So I don't know. I thought it was fun. I thought the take seemed to uh, strike the right balance between serious and and self-aware and fun. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious. I'm going to go see it, I think.
1: (laughs) Tell me how it is. I probably, I never get to the movies anymore. Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: probably going to be a problem. You're right. Uh, Valve is uh, finally discontinuing its Steam link. Um, You know, the little box you connect to your uh, to your TV to stream your games from your PC. Uh, it's yeah. available on uh, set top boxes, on Android set top boxes and some TVs. Unfortunately, not on the uh, Apple products for various reasons. Um, but yeah, so the Steam Link, it's interesting because it seems Valve is kind of finally good getting away from hardware and maybe it means they're going to start making games again. I know Artifact is just releasing now but that almost doesn't count i don't know it's like it's a card game which is fine i don't have anything against card games but um <laughs> yeah um what else you know that doesn't really matter anymore i i'm gonna just reference uh the great article by um jason trier about diablo and uh the 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 feedback and sources he got from people inside blizzard and what happened with that whole um uh uh fiasco at blizzcon with the announcement of diablo immortal um go check it out if you haven't it's a really interesting read if you're interested in that it's super long uh, there are a couple of uh tidbits of information that i think are especially interesting to point out um i so i will say there's a lot of of pointing the finger at Activision in in the current state of Blizzard, which I'm not sure I agree with. Big surprise. I'm I'm a Blizzard chill in the eyes of some people. But <laughs> you know, I did work at the company for five years, and it was a while ago. So maybe things have changed. But it at the time I was there, it was after the merger between Activision and Blizzard. And at the time Activision was always the bad guy you know already back then people were saying oh Activision has done this and this is because of them that this is happening and like I my personal experience I never felt that in the company like I never felt the influence of Activision being negative and yet it was always being touted as the bad guy by the community and On the contrary, like what I've been saying for a while, I was very wary of Activision's influence on Blizzard when I joined, and uh, I was incredibly surprised that, you have to remember, in 2012, when Diablo 3 launched, which was a big issue, of course, the launch was not ideal, um, some people... You know, it, it would have been fair to expect that given the state of the company, StarCraft II wasn't doing great. Diablo Three had um, launched and was having issues. Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft, was off its, its in, in impossible rise. You know, it was around mm-hmm. 2010 that um, subscription started going down instead of up. And uh, as we now know, Titan was in big trouble in 2010. 10 uh, 12 2013 it would have been absolutely the time for Activision if they had you know those kinds of intentions uh, for them to get into the company and mess things up and honestly they didn't or I didn't feel it but my suspicion is that they know that blizzard knows how to do games and they gave uh, morheim and and the company time to make good games that would sell that well and make them a lot of money so I I don't see why now they would all of a sudden jump in and start cutting costs and firing people. And like, that makes no sense. So until I have, like, I'm going to wait a little bit more to give credence to those kinds of speculations. And I would encourage people, I I don't encourage people to do anything. You do whatever you want, whatever. But (laughs) I think it makes no sense that Activision would jump in now and mess things up. Because they haven't before when it made a lot more sense to do that. Right. Um, I will also say that the question of cost-cutting that uh, Schreier talks about, given the, the, uh, uh, from his sources. Again, look at the situation Blizzard is in now. We now know that Diablo 4 is not going to come for a while. Um, Battle for Azeroth was just released hearthstone uh heroes and uh overwatch are getting a little bit long in the tooth so they don't have anything coming for the next you know 12 to 18 months maybe more it would Mm. be you know it's not that they made a billion dollars with whatever game two years ago so they should be happy with this and continue at a breakneck pace that's not how it works if you don't have you know if you want to keep people developing and doing the work they they do comfortably you have to be a little bit conservative. Um, So I would be very interested in knowing where the cost-cutting is happening. You know, what we've heard from the sources is that staffing is not on the chopping block. Like if you need a developer, whatever, you can hire people. And that's the most important thing. So, given that, I would be curious to know where the cost-cutting is happening. Maybe it's in trade events that you don't go to because you don't have anything to show. Maybe it's on, I don't know, champagne celebrations of a game, uh patch or whatever. You know, they have those game celebrations for um, champagne celebrations that we see pictures of on, on uh, social media. <laughs> I don't know. But the fact that they're not cutting on staff is a good sign to me. So, it seems to me like conservative... Uh, management rather than oh my god you know you're spending too much money we're going to cut your your everything in half and that's going to hamper your ability to make games so i don't know when, but
1: when when I, I the other thing i hear a lot is oh they're just trying to make well duh they're a business they're trying to pay people for the work that they're doing i i i i i, I feel like in this uh free I feel like it's getting better, but, you know, free to play and all that, like somebody has to get paid.
0: (laughs) I agree. I I also think there are, there are ways of doing it. I think it's possible to go too far. And certainly with the issue we've seen last year with Battlefront 2, it did go too far. Um, The question of the, the, you know, we're going to slow your game down, but we're also going to give you that XP boost, if you pay ten bucks, is also questionable. Right. Like the question mm-hmm. can exist, as we said before. Um, certainly, the Diablo Immortal is going for a different market, which is very lucrative. So, I understand the question being asked. But yeah, in general, obviously someone has to get paid. But I don't think, in general, reasonable people aren't saying Blizzard shouldn't find way to make monies to make yeah. money. But. Um, so yeah, anyway, oh, th- go read the full article, super interesting as I said. There's uh discussions about the different um uh, uh ways that Diablo 4 development has gone, like it's gone through one major reset um, and currently is going in a very uh dark direction and but it's it's been reset 2 years ago, so it needs to more time in the in the oven. Um there's a, a big um Part of the development from the, if not all of the development from the uh, Ellen Adham um, incubator, which is focused on mobile. So it seems they're doing a lot of mobile stuff. And Corey Stockton, our (laughs) good Nintendo fan friend, is apparently working on a Warcraft version of Pokemon Go um and apparently <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> i i'm not a fan of pokemon go but apparently there's a lot more gameplay in that version obviously yeah. uh, it's not going to be exactly the same but they also say that the developers are the ones who are uh, excited about mobile games um so it's not like a mandate from someone up top saying you're now going to make mobile games which i think is um is is making me hopeful for getting versions of mobile games that i might actually enjoy as we discussed before you know there's no reason mobile games wouldn't be enjoyable by core gamers um and maybe they're going to find the magic formula that have eluded that has eluded, um i think all of mobile developers until now Mm -hmm. because we as core gamers haven't jumped into that uh, arena so much and maybe blizzard can do it we'll see but the fact that the developers are the ones, according to those sometimes negative sources, they're saying the developers are the ones who are excited about those games, gives me a little bit more hope. So, I don't know. We'll see. But again, Fingers the crossed. article is great. Go read it. It's a super long read, very informative. And uh, and it's a great reporting, again, by Jason Schreier. And it's I, I'm providing you kind of the positive spin on it and there's a lot of uh, more concerning stuff in the article so if you're curious why i'm being like oh this is like this and like that go go read it it's very interesting and that's gonna be it i think for this uh, episode we're done (laughs) yes
1: we we are a lot
0: yeah we did um we usually try to do that so thanks so much nicole for for being on the show and sharing your love for fallout in the oh, face of adversity,
1: I, I just can't help it.
0: <laughs> so you <laughs> mentioned I do. you mentioned ladies of Leet, Uh yes. and maybe you also have a Twitter account you can promote if people want. More I do, Nicole.
1: So uh, Kim, Stephanie, I talk about. Video games over on Ladies Can you believe we've been doing that for almost nine or ten years? Ten what? years? What? No. Yes, it's you coming haven't. up. You haven't. You're year. lying. Yeah, we took a break, but that was came a pretty back. long
0: break, though. It was what? It was a long, years? It
1: was it, it was two years. Okay. <laughs> so I guess you could deduct. No, two but years it's, to it's that. you
0: started ten yeah. years ago. I can't believe this. It's like yeah, I remember listening to you uh, and sending like I can't remember if it was recorded stuff or just emails. I can't mm-hmm. believe it's been ten years. I didn't even know my wife ten years ago. That's insane. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Well, Movie
1: Licious would be ten years as well because we started Movie Licious around the same time. We actually started Movie Licious before Lazy Elite.
0: Yeah, that's that's um, what I thought. Yeah. But right. you
1: can also follow me on Twitter at Nicole Spag. Oh, that's um, all over as Nicole Spag.
0: Excellent. Oh, yeah. damn it! I had an oh, excellent no. joke about Fallout seventy six. I was going to say something <laughs> like. Okay. More like fall out flat on your face, seventy six or something like that. I had prepared that joke for like three days.
1: Damn it! <laughs> bump. That yeah. was a terrible. Joke. I'll I'll it's use okay.
0: it as a title. It's fine. I'll. <laughs> I think it will it will work.
1: That's all awesome.
0: <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, thank you very much, Nicole Spag, and the link will be in the show notes uh, for your Twitter account, and you can find everything she does from there. Uh, For me, it's not Patrick on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also find this show and another one at frenchspin.com. If you're interested, go check it out. And if you have something to say about what we've been discussing, you can go uh, comment on the blog at frenchspin.com. We thank you very much for listening, and we will be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. Talk to you then. Bye.